0: what's up guys here with you with fc wonder kid episode 32 here with
1: my guy fredson how are you Uh, i'm doing uh i'm doing better than you alex doing better than you right uh eight eight months of pure bliss here and i i'm so sorry that on this eight month anniversary we have to discuss a a really tough road ahead for portugal right
0: Mm. that's the first topic i guess the world cup playoffs
1: it is but you know we'll go into some other things too later on but i feel like we have to tackle the hardest subject first right and um i I just want to get your first thoughts on portugal turkey north macedonia and italy in the same qualification group how do you feel well first
0: of all i want to say how does fifa allow this to happen Mm -hmm. okay how does fifa allow the two last Euro winners, yeah. be in the same group of a playoff series. I do understand it's embarrassing that Portugal and Italy get to this situation. Mm-hmm. Switzerland deserves big ups for Italy being there yeah. because Italy weren't playing that bad like Portugal look. Portugal right. looks like dreadful, but I'll be honest. I'm nervous, yeah. as I should be, as, I, as every Portuguese person should be too. But, but... Yeah. I'm hopeful, man. I'm hopeful. Okay. Look, I think Turkey is going to be a tough matchup for Portugal, but we're yes. going to get the dub. This is not mentioned, but the two games are going to be in Portugal. Yeah. Both games, and I'm telling you, Cris, hey Cris, if Cristiano passes, if we if we go through because of Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo in the playoffs, uh-huh. he's the best player ever. I have no because he's going against Italy now. Italy yeah. in the playoffs. This is a clutch situation. It is clutch, clutch. And if it was, uh, if it was England, Germany, but these, this, this is the last Euros winner. I know Italy. But- so I mean, like, if if krish gets it done, like this will be unbelievable. And I'm hopeful oh. because remember the Sweden game. Remember the krish Sweden game. Yeah. I gotta be hopeful, man. Playoffs. Yeah let's go let's go yeah I mean there's there's
1: no there's no other way to be right now you you gotta assume that um that they can get the job done and like you said yeah you're gonna have home field advantage pretty much Mm -hmm. not not pretty much the whole way through um it is just amazing to me it is uh it is tough I mean I know I know you know Europe is obviously the hotbed of the footballing world I mean it's where football has been commercialized right to no end Mm. And where the best players, for the most part, um, have Uh, have been created, (laughs) but they do get Europe gets forty percent of the World Cup slots, and it brings up kind of a broader question, right? Mm. Um, Because some, for some reason, some um, some journalists over here have taken it upon ourselves or taken it upon themselves to say like. Well, it's just a travesty that this is even a problem in the first place, right? Italy should be in there. Portugal should be in there. Europe should get like 17 slots, 18 slots. And I got to ask you, do you feel like the World Cup should be the World Cup, meaning you have the world in it, right? Regardless Mm -hmm. of uh, differences in playing styles, differences in quality, that sort of thing. Or do you feel like it should be the World Cup as in the best teams on the planet meaning you take those crappy fifa rankings right top 32 or whatever <laughs> and you say top 32 have to qualify for the world cup regardless of where they are do you feel that way more i mean i'm asking you when this is a tough situation for portugal because you guys have this onslaught of a qualification process coming coming forward but obviously if they didn't bungle it against ireland if they didn't and serbia yeah and serbia um, you guys wouldn't even be having this issue. And Italy, the same thing. I don't know how you go from 2018 missing out to doing it all over again uh, or almost doing it all over again. But uh, uh, back to the question, do you feel like the World Cup should actually be the World Cup or should it be mm. more, more the best uh, teams on the planet playing together? Like I feel like it should
0: out. be more performance-based. Mm. You know, I feel like there should be more competition, less friendlies. I don't understand why. Like, because now time is money, right, Bretton? And Mm -hmm. if players are going to have friendlies, it might as well be close. I know they need to rest, but let's be time efficient more, okay? Let's have more tests to ensure that we have the best competition possible. And I do think, like, I see the NBA always on top of the players, always Mm -hmm. talking to the players. Mm -hmm. Look, I feel FIFA slacking. I feel FIFA slacking because football Is the number one sport in the world, no Mm. doubt, but no one's close. Christian Ronald, number one on Instagram, Messi, number two. Yeah, okay, Kylie Jenner in the mud, number three. (laughs) (laughs) No, but all seriousness, like FIFA should be more involved with players, okay? And yeah, I feel like that would be a first base for all these problems that you're mentioning, even with countries. Look, Mm -hmm. 40% Europe, the history of football. It's not all Europe, South America and, and Europe are both powerhouses. Okay. And you, now you have emerging North America. I love the U S emergence, Asia, man, everything is possible. And that's what I'm saying. If FIFA involves much more listens to these countries, like the U S now a lot of more journalists. I love hearing that you saying that a lot more people have questions and want answers. And because yeah, things need to be tested, need to be changed. But I agree, Bretton, Like forty well, percent uh, Europe. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, here,
1: here, here's the funny thing. All of this is going to be a moot point in 2026 when they expand the World Cup, right? The World Cup yeah. is going to go and and water and frankly, it's it's going to make it more global.
0: Yes, it should be.
1: But it's but it's also going to water down the quality, of course. But if we didn't have Costa Rica or we didn't have. Um, South Korea from uh, from years ago when they went to they go to the quarterfinals years ago mm-hmm. yeah on that like last minute goal against Italy oh, but, right oh, but um, Costa
0: Rica had like Kaelor Navas. yes like they, he was he was performing big time in that competition
1: so the the, the real answer is is it's a blend of commercialism and playing uh, having the best teams there but also um, that, that global level I mean I don't know it's a big cop out but it is Look, going to be tough knowing that Italy or Portugal, are not going to be joining us. It's, right? a,
0: it's a World Cup, like, one month to decide yeah. everything. Like, it's you get me. Like, maybe it should be, like, they give a bit more time. You know, I don't know. Let's yeah. see. But FIFA needs to be more involved, in my opinion. So, it is, but,
1: but you're confident they get out. And uh, who do you think is going to make it out of Wales, Austria, Scotland, Ukraine?
0: Look, I, I'm, I believe in Wales. I believe okay. in Wales because of bail. And, uh... Oh, man. I don't know. I'll go, I'll go with Wales. I'll go yeah. with Wales.
1: Fair enough. Fair which, enough. I, I think you, I'm in agreement. Yeah, I think I'm in agreement with you there, I think, as a, as a team. I mean, Austria has been so topsy-turvy. When they're on their game, they're pretty good. Scotland's mm-hmm. coming on relatively strong. I think uh, with another three months, they could – I don't know. Um, but, but I think, you know, you go maybe talent – for, you know, on the pitch, it's going to be Ukraine that mm-hmm. that likely has the, I don't know, the paper edge. Um, but I, I'm with you. I really do think Wales has that from what we've seen in the Euros, from what we've seen in other tournaments. Uh, Wales has that kind of steely edge that's going to be able to get them uh, past. And then Russia, Poland, Sweden, Czech Republic. This one hurts, too, because you're not going to see Lewandowski or you're not going to mm-hmm. see potentially if Zlatan can hang on for another year. Uh, you're not going to see Zlatan um at the World cup um or alexander izak or emil forsberg or you know a bunch of really good players so uh and then you have the czech republic
0: <laughs> who do you think will go through i think sweden goes through there
1: yeah I, I i would i would have to agree with you i mean i think their defense is the best out of the bunch but those four are really quality teams that are generally at the World cup not frequently mm-hmm. frequently i mean poland and sweden yes but russian czech republic I, <laughs> it stinks mm-hmm. This this is um this is tough it used to be what like the five the 10 second place teams would actually get drawn one yeah. to each other and then they play each other for like five spots or something but mm-hmm. I, th- this is this is going to be tough so yeah i think sweden out of that i think wales and I- i'm with you i think portugal and portugal it's hard to say that they're not going to get through it, yes. it's it's going to take i don't know um, and i think they're going to step up their game uh, it just numbs my mind to think that we won't see italy again potentially at a world
0: cup <laughs> but mancini said like we, we we're gonna go through and we're gonna win the world cup so like that's the, that, that's the mentality so if there's anything guys that you want me, us to mention and we've missed out in the world cup playoffs please put down in the comment section below and yeah let's get to it and news in general so big topic on the lives. Mm-hmm. I c- I can't I can't stop answering this. Yes. What are your thoughts about Ralph Ragnick? What are your thoughts about Ralph Ragnick? I'm telling you guys, this is the right way to go. Yeah. Man United. I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. I am shocked, mm-hmm. and it's not because he'll coach as an interim manager. It's because he'll actually be counseling. And if there's one thing that the Glazers need, a Man United. It's counseling, and I'm shocked that man United did the right move, and yeah, yeah. you guys went bold and it's it looks good. It well, it's good.
1: It, it, it's funny to me that like his name never came up for you or I when we were discussing this. Um, I, I mean mm-hmm. yeah now he wasn't he was in Russia. Um, and, and he was acting in, in somewhat the same capacity, uh, more like sports performance, that sort of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really interesting that you or I never really brought up his name, considering, I mean, this, this guy brought Hoffenheim from the bottom of bottom rungs, the third division, uh, all the way up to the Bundesliga, right? He did the mm-hmm. exact same thing with Red Bull Leipzig, obviously with a lot more financial muscle uh, behind him. But when given the resources, who has resources? Manchester United, right? (laughs) When given the resources, um, he has a a phenomenal analytical mind, a very regimented, maybe it sometimes gets in his way, right? Because he's got such a process. And we have to remember, Ralph Rognick, he essentially has influenced some of the best German managers on the planet that all exist in the Premier League right now, or the majority exist in the Premier League. Julian Mm. Nagelsmann obviously is at Bayern. He had, he influenced, Ralph Rognick was at the director of football role while Julian Nagelsmann was there. He helped kind of nurture Nagelsmann, right? And then you also have, um, what's his name? Thomas Tuchel, right? Thomas Tuchel was actually hired by Ralph Rognick as a coach, Mm -hmm. okay? He he played for uh, the club that- um, He didn't want to coach. Yeah, he didn't even want to coach. He was like a bartender or something. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah, these guys have essentially espoused his um Mm -hmm. his strategy, his his uh, Gegon pressing, zonal marking. You know, like no square path, Mm. bull crap type of situation. Always forward type of situation. Um, Mm -hmm. This guy has a plan, or will have a plan, and uh, Mm -hmm. I'm just excited to see how that plan gets executed. With it, Uh, it, Ole did a good job bringing the spirit back, right? Mm -hmm. And now it's like, you need, you need a man with a plan and Ralph Ragnick is that man.
0: Exactly. And and you mentioned it. It's exactly it. Ralph Ragnick is a big icon in terms of like developing coaches like Jurgen Klopp, Mm -hmm. Thomas Tuchel and Julian Nagelsmann. That's a fact because the styles of play, Mm -hmm. the German styles of play, it's like, it's heavy metal, man. It's 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 all or nothing type. Beat. It's we're gonna get this done and get this done with efficiency. Yeah. So I love to see it. And you mentioned it, Galf, Uh, What he's gonna add to the Man United like uh, uh, board? It's exactly it. The manager yeah. that comes to Man United will know exactly what he's got to do and the philosophies on the pitch. Everything will be clear because with Oli, there was no tactics, no philosophy. It was. It was driven by emotions. Yeah. Emotions by protecting the badge and doing the best for Man United. But now let's do the best for Man United. But let's do it with the efficiency of Ralph Ragnick appointing. Because I don't think they'll win with Ralph Ragnick. Okay. And maybe he won't be as good. Okay. Managing at Man United. But but in terms of counseling and next season, I'm sure it's going to be a win, man. I'm sure it's going to be a win.
1: I mean, sometimes it's it's wonderful if you can get a coach that that fits the mold, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ralph Rongnick has had his best uh, results when he's more overseeing the personnel, right? When he's mm-hmm. more exactly, and, and you know that's how he that's how he id Roberto Firmino, right? At at Hoffenheim, it's how he ided Timo Werner, it's how he ID Ibrahima Konate. Um, uh, I mean, hell, Jurgen Klopp probably like looks at Ralph Ragnick uh, as a father figure in this sense, because look at the players that are on the field for him. Roberto Firmino, Sadio uh, Mane, who was in the Red Bull system and actually ID by Ragnick, right? Um, uh, um, N- uh, Navi Keita, who's obviously had some injury troubles, but when he gets going, he's pretty good. And Ibrahima Konate. all of them are in the Liverpool somewhere around the 11 or match day squad, right? But do you and, think
0: Ralph Ragnick will get top
1: four? Uh, as a manager... As a manager, like this this year, season, this season, yeah, I do. I think they'll creep back into the top four. I do.
0: You do? Um, uh, I don't. I don't. I'm I not don't with know. you. I love I Christian Ronaldo, but I think they'll go for the Champions League instead.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm already regretting my decision. I, I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know for sure uh, with this. I have to think about that more uh, because it takes a while it's, for for a for a plan to for a plan to take hold. And I think in uh, and of itself, Manchester United is uh, Manchester United fans should be. Happy yeah. that there's a cohesive uh, thought process behind how United could play, and that's the interesting thing that I wanted to ask you: is who does this affect positively the most in mm-hmm. the Manchester United setup currently, with a guy oh, yeah. that's Gegen pressing, with a guy that's uh, you know the the uh, well mm-hmm. the tenets of his strategy. Who does it? Two affect? players.
0: Two players will like light and day. It's going to go from zero to a hundred. It's gonna be Donnie, obviously. I gotta mention no. Donnie. Okay, and a Jurger pressing total football style of play. He loves it. Okay, he'll go up, he'll go down, he can no. do it all. So <laughs> Donnie van de Beek and the second one was one of the players that was being the most damaged with uh Ali, and that was Jaden Sancho. Okay, okay. Jaden Sancho will effectively improve because Ragnik knows, like he knows, like he, he knows Sancho, he was watching Sancho thinking to himself why isn't this guy at Leipzig okay so I'm sure Sancho with Ragnick, it's going to work out very well and yeah those two would be the night and day and look I think Maguire look he'll be on watch okay because I'm I'm really I'm really really curious to see who will be the captain of this team yeah like I'm really curious to see so let's see man Let's there's see.
1: there's there's a lot to come from this but but I do feel I don't know maybe it's maybe someone has to take the contrarian view here because it seems like he's being met with such positive excitement uh yeah. that maybe the fact that everybody's excited um I don't know maybe maybe we're thinking of this through too rosy of a lens um so I, I, it'll be really really interesting to see how he does this but hey Uh, The only difference here is he took a team like Hoffenheim, a team like Leipzig uh, with good financial resources, but still needed to climb the rungs of German football. Um, And and he got that done. This this is a very different story, right? Mm -hmm. This this is an identity. uh, This is a history. This has been around for, you know, Manchester United has been around for years. This Mm -hmm. is on the on the back ends of Sir Alex Ferguson and all the turmoil that has come essentially since then. Um, So it's a very different animal, but nobody says from a personnel perspective that, and we're going to love them for this. Ralph Rodnick focused on young players, Mm -hmm. 23 years and younger. I mean, at Hoffenheim, he basically said, I want nobody older than 23 because you can mold them. You can teach them things. You can, and it, it, you know. It made sense. And sometimes he'd have Jekyll and Hyde performances where, you know, they'd have a crappy game and then they'd go out and beat somebody for zip because the pressing was just off the charts that day. But Mm -hmm. it's going to be really interesting to see how he takes how he does this with like a massive club to start. Mm -hmm. Right. One that already has an an established identity. So
0: and it's a club that's right now in a a chaotic state, a mess, in my opinion, with all the players, all the (laughs) It needs it needs orientation and guidance. So yeah. let's see what happens at Man United. I'm curious to see. I want to mention here in the news, man. Golden Boy winner. Yeah. <laughs> Pedri, man. Pedri has won the Golden Boy. Okay. Look, I I thought Jude Bellingham was had a a reaching chance. Okay, but look, I'm not going to complain that Pedri won it, man. It's 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 he deserves it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he played 180 games, right? No, no, no. but
0: like no joke it was 70 something man I know. like still like 70 games in a for an 18 year old 17 year old at the time now 18 man crazy yeah well crazy. And, and,
1: and he's paying for it still right i mean it, it just it, it uh sticks. Coleman. Yeah, yeah, it, it stinks. Um, obviously, he you know, when when asked, and we talked about this right back when he went to the Olympics. When asked, I mean, he's going to be like, "Yeah, I just want to play ball. Let's go, uh, let's get this done. I'll play eighty games if it means I could potentially get my hands on a gold medal. Didn't quite get there, um, or whatever. But now he's missed a, a large chunk of this season. Um, believe it or not, when Barcelona needs him most, right? Uh, well, so. Mm.
0: Yeah. I, I I do think they need him. I agree, but I I was gonna lead up to this. Like Barcelona are looking quite nice, man, in terms of the midfield. Like, Frankie, he played really well against Villarreal. Then you got Gavi, Niku, mm-hmm. Niku Gonzalez, finally giving giving the right attention and that game be- time. Okay, mm-hmm. he he's playing, man, and he's he's such he's another player. He's another player, and it's another asset, man, and Abde too. I yeah. didn't know too much about him. You knew a lot. What a dribbling. He's such a good talent dribbling-wise out there, man. It's, right winger. It's, it's uh, he's doing something there, Chavi. He's, make, he's improving assets. And, yeah, he's building something really cool. And de mm-hmm. Rouge, now, man, it's, he's the real deal, guys. de Rouge is so much the
1: real deal. I can't get enough of him. I yeah, can't. Yeah, and obviously, you know, there's a real pep in their step um that's mm-hmm. funny that i said the word pep um oh but uh i i you know former former boss For uh, <laughs> but no it, obviously a new manager comes in new eyes uh new verve new excitement new whatever you know your only only way to look is up um and and get mm-hmm. excited about it i think the real test is going to come when the fixture con- congestion hits right mm. when they start playing games three you're, you're going to start to see maybe the youngsters come out because it's mm-hmm. probably again too rosy for us to think that all of these phenomenal academy talents are just going to like bust through the wall and here's ticky Taka 2.0. um there will be growing pains and mm-hmm. i i think travi probably has a plan for that he probably does right exactly
0: he, man he's and it's so, yellow way like that's mm-hmm. not an easy dub and he got it yeah he got it like united knows like yeah. United knows this is not an easy dub, man. So let's see, let's see. Um let's see. But- uh, so another thing I had to mention. Like, did you see Holland with yeah. the fan? Like, Holland yeah. comes back, scores a goal in eight minutes, and the celebration is iconic itself, man. Yes, this- he points to the Wolfsburg fan, and the Wolfsburg fan is so triggered. Yeah. Holland is such an icon, man. It's well, first an off,
1: uh, and, and Holland agrees with this because there was a tweet um, where the camera work on that was phenomenal. <laughs> because normally when you follow somebody for a celebration, you don't pan to the, the fan, Right to show the yeah. fan giving him a uh, FU salute. Um, and, and then it pans back. And I mean, it was just absolutely genius. It was almost like a reality TV show or something. <laughs> he like gets down, he points at her and she just goes. Eh. But come on. I mean, seven minutes uh, upon his return. Uh, I mean, Erling Holland, to me, it's he's like the villain that everybody needs, right? Every mm. time he plays your team. And, and villain is probably the wrong word. But like you need you need that Boogeyman. personality. Like everyone has a love hate relationship with Zlatan, but we all respect him, right? Mm. Erling Holland is basically creating that role for himself, and that mm-hmm. Wolfsburg fan will hate Erling Holland for the rest of his life. But maybe she respects him. Maybe she respects him. would um, be
0: like. My, one of my most iconic life moments is Erling Haaland pointing at me and like, yeah. everybody. <laughs> That's, it's a story, man. It's, I it get is. You,
1: and and, and uh, that is going to be tough. I mean, I, Norway, we all <laughs> expected them to get a little more cohesive, get together, mm-hmm. and figure out a way to qualify. And not seeing Erling Haaland...
0: Oh, man, uh, it's so tough be... on him. No World Cup. He didn't have the World Cup. He yeah. has not... He's not going to... No, no Euros. Sorry, no, no Euros. Euros. Now, no, World no World Cup. And missing the Champions League. Yeah. missing the Champions League because people thought sporting wouldn't go through it, but let's get, that's another topic. But yeah. it's I love yeah. to see it. That's true, man. The camera angle of the fans isn't sure so, right. too much. So, Just that, like I was watching Copa Libertadores. Yeah. And I would say to myself, they should show the, the fans, man. Yeah. They should show the passionate and Flamengo and Palmeiras fans. Yeah. Don't you
1: agree there? Uh, absolutely. Especially considering that the last Copa Libertadores was played in front of like 5,000 people, or something, right? I don't think it was a full crowd because of COVID last year. I mean, come on, like, you they should have been, they absolutely should have been. And and credit to Palmeiras for coming out of that, that's their second in a row, right?
0: Mm, yes, that's, yes, yes. Palmeiras, second in the row, 10 months. Abel Freire in 10 months won two Copa Libertadores for Palmeiras. Good for them. 10 months. Abel Freire. Is a GOATS, man, in Brazil, yeah. Bravo. Yep. Bravo in Brazil. Okay, <laughs> best coach right there, in my opinion. In South America, I think it's between Marcelo Gallardo and Abel, but let's see what happens. That was a let's good. That what was what a happens. good
1: transition because I do want to talk about Marcelo Gallardo. I mean that that it's the elusive uh, league title that he mm. hasn't gotten since taking over River Plot in 2014. Um, he has not been able to win the domestic league title in Argentina but he's Mm -hmm. won a couple uh won a couple Copa Libertadores at Copa Sudamericana I think he's won three Argentinian Cups um basically everything else right he's won there but that and I think he's gotten three times South American coach of the year whatever that Mm -hmm. is you know um but he's a very underrated coach and and one frankly if you're looking to to make uh, a little bit of a, a risky switch or give mm. somebody a chance, uh, a big European squad or, or even a middle table or like right at the cusp of champions league football table. I mean, you could look at, you could do no worse than Marcelo. You could do worse than Marcelo Gallard. I oh, mean, 100%. yeah. And, and what he's got Julian Alvarez doing this year for them, right. It's mm. just absolutely unbelievable. And I don't even think he really, Julian Alvarez doesn't really scrape the surface of all the talent in that river team. So, uh, Marcelo Gallardo, I think people should be looking at for um, a big position here in the future. Not that River isn't a massive position. It's just, um, I I was happy to see that, I mean, this is a guy that, uh, yeah, he's he's bled for this club. He loves this club.
0: And Look, he's proven himself in Copa Libertadores. Like, I'll I'll say to myself, like, Marcelo Gallardo, that River played team in Libertadores every single season is a menace to play against, okay? It's not easy. And if you go through against River Plate and Copa Libertadores, mm-hmm. you're most likely to win Libertadores, okay? Yeah. That's how good this team is. Like, and like, likely it happens, okay? So, uh, I agree with you. I think Marcelo Gallardo should come to Europe. Like, there was rumors that Barcelona were actually considering him. Mm-hmm. Fabrizio Romano confirmed that. He was in the shortlist, okay? So, that is big statements that, says, that talks about the levels that Gallardo is at. But I think, honestly, if I was Marcelo Gallardo, why not Why not go to like a league on team like Marcel, Leon, like a team like that he can bounce up his career a bit. And yeah. then he'll go to a big team in the Prem. Yeah. I really think that can happen. And truth is, if you want to be the best coach in the world, you got to be or in the Premier League or in the Champions League. OK, yeah. you need to win the Champions League for sure. OK, or show yourself in the Champions League if you're the best manager in the world. In my opinion, he,
1: wherever he goes, he should bring Julian Alvarez with him. Um, mm. But but I, I mean, 17 goals, six assists and 15 starts this season for River in the league, just a league. And he killed mm-hmm. it in a, the Libertadores and other other tournaments. But um, I'm I'm in full agreement with you, like a league on team would be great for him. I think there's going to be another thing, an, another shiny object that he might want to pursue. But that's uh Oscar Tab- Tabarez, and I'm I'm sorry if I'm butchering his last name, uh, stepped mm-hmm. down after a long time as the Uruguay coach, right? Um, and uh, Marcelo Gallardo could couldn't take over the reins. That
0: would be that Uruguay. would be bold, man. That yeah. would be bold. And like, how long was he at Uruguay? He's been like for I can't remember another coach.
1: <laughs> uh, I honestly like, don't. I, I can't remember. It's been a really long time. Yeah.
0: As you see, that is my madness. So if Marcelo Gallardo wants a long term job, man, if, yeah, they, I think they won't sack that easily. <laughs> the next 100 trip. Mm-hmm. A bit yeah. like David Moy's situation after Ferguson, right? It'd be, but uh, <laughs> I wanted to mention a transition to just ending up in the news in my end. It's yep. Arsenal. Yeah. I have to mention Arsenal. But. Yep. Seeing Gabriel, Gabriel Martinelli. Coming off the bench, having a right impact. Okay, yeah. I wanted to see this, guys. Every everybody says, "Oh, you're an Arsenal hater." Matt, I'm, I'm not a hater. No. I just think things should have been improved. Like, and yeah, it's taking its time. But now I want to mention Tomayasu. Yes. Tomayasu is the big W. Okay, in that Arsenal defense, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then you got at the left Nuntavaj, that offensively. He's brilliant, okay. He really he's doing really well. The passes with Saka and Smith I think defensively, he is a bit eh, icky and a, an awareness and position. Yeah. I'm not. I don't think he's the best, but offensively, man, he's really showing up for Arsenal. Yeah, I,
1: mean, I, I, I don't know. You think he's going to hold on to that position because Tierney Tierney is um, back. Um, mm-hmm. it'll, I it'll, think that'll I, be interesting. I, yeah. I
0: think Arteta is going with the thing that, like, if you don't play badly, I'm not going to take you off. That's the philosophy that Arteta, I think, he's trying to get. But I think Tierney's going to have that left side, no doubt. Because I often get this on lives asking me, who's better, Nun or Nun Nun Minch, 100%, man. Mm. So, uh, like, I'm telling you, Tierney is better than Nun and he'll play. He'll play. But, it's, just, but it's, it's just it's Tierney
1: hard. better than Nun
0: <laughs> uh, ah, uh-uh. that's why one is at psg ah, yeah. no, I'm, joking. I'm joking yeah 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 but, but 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 he's look let's get to that but the other topic like i'll talk more about noon mince sure, performance sure well b-
1: before we move on I-, I gotta just bring this up because it absolutely mm. blew blew my mind and I'll, I'll keep this as quick as possible Reading, Reading football club and the english championship okay I'm sitting there. I always have a soft spot spot in my heart for Reading because I interned out of college. I actually interned for a team that was kind of allied with them, right? There was like a strategic partnership with them. Mm. So I have Reading gear and whatever. Anyway, I I always check what they're doing, okay? Anyway, Mm -hmm. looked at the English championship results yesterday, and and my brain almost exploded. Danny Drinkwater was on the score sheet, okay? Andy Carroll back to goal, (laughs) Baba Rahman, who was that ridiculous Chelsea one away, anchored him down with that crazy contract they gave him. And then he just sat there for like five years and went on a bazillion loans. Baba Raman started at left back. And on top of that, just, just to throw another one in there that, that, you know, you and I both know Alan Halilovic, right. The Croatian winger that was expected to be like absolutely massive, never really kind of panned out. He, was, he also had a good game for them. I, so it's like somebody is collecting these like, uh, want-away players at Reading um, and, and trying to turn them into a solid team. But I just I laughed to myself at <laughs> all of these names that I just did not expect to see on the same field in the English championship. But
0: I got it. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. But I, I like that story about Reading, man. That's a cool story. It wasn't Elise at Reading last season. Yeah, no,
1: uh, at was at Reading, yeah, and apparently yeah. they're now filling his uh, his gap with um with with old players that couldn't could cut it for their teams uh, and worst transfer to Chelsea.
0: <laughs> it's Oh, man, that's a madness, guys. So yeah. if there's anything that we messed out in the news, guys, put down in the comment section below and let's have a good chat because it's always good to have a chat in the comments. Yeah. And we're so.
1: reserving our right right now to wait until we know more about Benzema and more yeah. about. The, the craziness going on at Juventus. So uh, mm-hmm. probably next podcast, we'll have some more, more stuff, but yeah, let's definitely move into, what do you think? Champions League, Europa and conference.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And let's okay. get to it. And I want to start by saying, I told you so. <laughs> I told you so okay. about Spartan, man. Okay. I told you like, yeah. it's true. Like it's on tape. I got mocked. I got ridiculized. And truth be said, <laughs> Look who's through. I know Haaland wasn't there, but I guess that's life, man. Right. Okay? Sporting went through. Sporting went through. Ruben Amorim is a genius. Yeah. He's a genius, man. What? 36 years old. Yeah. 36 years. I'm telling you, but before he came to Sporting, he had like four, three or four league goals at Famalicão. Mm-hmm. Now he has more than 20 a season. Mm-hmm. A season. And I'm going to say another thing too. Remember Trincao? Yep. With Ruben Amorim at Braga. Look mm-hmm. how he is now. Look yeah. how he is now. Ruben Amorim is the sauce, man. What a coach. What a coach. Fair enough. I oh. mean,
1: you, you've, you've been saying that for two years now. Two years. Yep. Yeah. As, as long as I've known you, you have said Ruben, Ruben Amorim. <laughs> and hell, one of the first things we talked about was, what, that famous yeah. Braga 7-0 win.
0: Yeah, right? 7-1, 7-1. 7-1. Since that day, I was like, well, what is this style of play in Portugal? Yeah. I was, like, shocked. Shocked. I had never seen anything like that. I remember... Oh, man. Yeah, it's true.
1: Yeah, true. How, how far do you think Sporting can go?
0: Uh It depends with the, the opponents. But if they get, like, a winch, mm-hmm. I think Sporting can go through. Sure. I, I, look, if Porto last season went through, I think Sport Because it's sheer will, man. I really... Th- and this team needs a strike i think i think they're going to get a striker or a center back they're still going to get players now you have this is 19 i think it's how many how much money 50 million just getting in or 40 million and going through it's another 40 so sporting is getting a cash injection of 80 to 90 million euros that they've never got in the past
1: what that is
0: crazy (laughs) a lot's gonna happen man a lot's gonna happen yeah, gonna it, happen?
1: it's it. Hey, maybe it's a new, uh I don't know, a new giant and you, rising.
0: And then um, you see it the other side, the other side of the of the, the stadiums because they they're next to each other. Yes, yeah. I wasn't there, but I come now. Severovich, man, doing that for Benfica, doing Benfica 30. Oh my days, that was it's embarrassing.
1: It's tough, man. But, oh, but they chap- they bounce back with that uh that that weird weird game against. Uh, Bel- Belenense, is that how you say it? Belenense? Oh, man, that was, um, that was
0: embarrassment to be played. 17 it was, it COVID cases? Yeah. Should have never been played.
1: Been played. No. Uh, but, then, but then I'm thinking back to, I don't know, one of the, like, it was an Argentine team or something that brought in a bunch of their 15 and 16-year-olds and, and played them in, like, a league match during COVID. And I'm like, well, it's not that crazy that they played that game because they did made a team do that. Or no, it was a Ukrainian team, I think. I forget, mm. but it was it just COVID times need to leave us. Um, And unfortunately yeah. they're not anytime soon, but yeah. Anyway. And another, another one we, we saw there was, uh I mean, you brought up Juventus and, and I understand mm-hmm. they were all, already on their way through, but come on, Cobham. <laughs> again, yes. Cobham again, delivers uh, Reese James. Um, the, the defense, you got Trevo Chalaba scoring a goal. He's got three goals this year. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And like, it is funny that we ever thought that Jules Conde needed to come in when, I mean, Chalaba, uh, obviously they knew somebody could fill the part. It's just, I don't think they expected him to do this well for Chelsea. Mm. And then on top of that, Callum hudson Adoy, when used properly, I think he's better on the right, but even on the left, he's pretty damn dangerous. Just play him on the wing and let him roll, right? Um, that 4-0 uh, beating of Juventus, I-, I understand that Juventus wasn't fielding their best squad, but ultimately come on four zip drubbing, that's momentum heading into the knockout stages with one game remaining and oh by the way one goal conceded in five Champions League games okay and five goals conceded 40 goals scored in 17 games Chelsea's record right now is really really tough to beat and i'm i'm uh, i I, think I, they'll win think it? I might be becoming a Chelsea fanboy i could be <laughs>
0: I don't know. You think they'll win it? You think they'll win it? Well, you're becoming a Chelsea fanboy with the Connor Gallagher Mason Mount duo. Yeah, I you're know. You're going I, bonkers I, inside. I know you, Mount. Well, well, did
1: did you see this? <laughs> I'm I'm wearing the Aston Villa jersey today because I got so ridiculed for <laughs> for hating on Stevie Gerrard that I felt the need to support him at, at Villa. Oh, days. Yeah. Um, my uh, no. um I, I I don't know. I don't know if they can win it. I I do think that they have the spine. I do think that they they have pretty much everything mm-hmm. you need uh the manager um but yeah like you've often said it depends on what type of a um a journey you get through the knockout like, rounds and uh, um they oh, can beat chelsea,
0: anyone. yeah exactly chelsea right now could beat anyone i don't think byron wants chelsea i don't think anyone wants chelsea and reese yeah. james at the right against vince This <sighs> without luke Yeah, almost without Lukaku and Reese James. Oh, my days. That game, like, you saw it. The fullbacks destroying Jvince, okay? Jvince used to be the team in the past that used the fullbacks, and everybody would be, like, admiring them. Now, Chelsea, just efficiency. Reese James. Yeah. Look, Colbon, man. Look, Colbon, man. It's what I need to mention it. So, I'm going to highlight now. I got to highlight here something. This is a crazy stock. Yeah. And Holler became now the first player to score nine goals in five Champions League matches. Nine goals, surpassing Erling Haaland, which had eight goals in five matches. Yeah. Was that, that's crazy itself, too, because of his age. Yeah. But Holler, wow. Wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I mean, his, his goals are just... He's, he is in the right place at the right time. But what do mm-hmm. they say? You make your own luck. Right. You make your own luck. And he just is in the crowd. He's just always there. He's obviously a big body. Um, mm-hmm. And in that style of play, in Ajax's setup, he's always going to get the ability to, to put a tap home home. And, mm-hmm. and he, he just does it. He does it. And no problem. I mean, hell, yeah. I think he even had another one called back. Um, but mm-hmm. Bastion Holler is, is easily the biggest breakout this season. Um, I don't know if he can do it for another team other than Ajax, but, uh, that doesn't take away anything, um, on that stat because it's just absolutely incredible. And he is the perfect striker right now for that team.
0: I agree. I agree. I agree. It's, it's Eric Ten Hag hit the money. Why didn't they have him last season, man? All my days. <laughs> Ajax. What did you do there? Oh, yeah, yeah. You did all 30, man. <laughs> Yeah, and he's showing yeah. you, and he's showing you. Uh, but another player I gotta mention, and I had a question in the live, I think it was Ivan Lowe that said it, and it's Nkunku this season. Yeah. Is he the most improved player, man? Yeah. Nkunku had two goals and one assist against Club Bruges, a yeah. mandatory win for Leipzig to go to the Europa League, okay, because yep. it's between Club Bruges and Leipzig, and away. 5-0, okay, and Nkunku, two goals, one assist. He shows up, and I'm, I'm sick of saying it. He needs to be selected for the French national team. Yeah. And, yeah, he won't yeah. stay at Leipzig he, he, he can play the, ar-
1: He can play the architect as well. He can play a poacher. He can play, he can play a, a numerous amount of roles. Um, but I, I do have to say, Chris, Christo Nkunku was identified, I believe, by Ralph Rangnick. OK, so it's just another kind of handprint that Ragnik has on that system there. And he knows what player he wants and he goes after him. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that was that was absolutely awesome. And I know nine goals in five, um, five games is absolutely historic for Holler. But Nkanku's seven goals in five games is nothing to sniff at. Right. I mean, that is just absolutely impressive for a team um, that is just standing on the precipice of of maybe one day challenging Bayern for a title. I don't think it's going to be this year, even though it's close. Um, and they obviously started pretty crappily uh, in the league. But Red Bull Leipzig is is impressive and, and Kunku is a massive reason why. But I do have to go back to our roots. Guy mm-hmm. that we know a lot and love a lot. And I've often said a couple times on this, often said a couple of times, but I've said to you, I'm worried that he's going to just turn into a bag of tricks. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, no, 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 no. Who is it? Who is it? Rayon Cherky. Oh, two oh, goals what? for Lyon. Two goals. Yeah. This is in the Europa League, right? But yeah. two goals for Lyon. Um, just absolutely awesome to see him doing that. And, and it, it slowly moving me away. And he's getting more time. And he's, he's, yeah, slowly moving me away from that worry that he is just going to wind up a big bag of tricks. Uh. And that's it. Um, so Rayon Cherky with two goals. Not bad. Still only 18 years old.
0: I'll be honest with you. I still wasn't too worried because he's 18, man. Like, And it's, it's obviously he's going he's gonna to do his own thing because it just worked out in the academy days. He would embarrass other players, man. If he's embarrassing now pro players, imagine what he was doing to the academy players. Yeah, yeah. So two goals, one key pass. What a game by him against, against Bromby. He was good. I have to agree with you. And going with another 18-year-old, Wirtz. Two, two assists against Celtic. Yes. It was a needed win, okay. But I gotta mention my own people, man. Jota, okay, mm-hmm. player of the month in Scotland, okay, October player of the month, mm-hmm. Jota. Well, and this, yeah, and he's got five games, two goals, two assists in, in, in this in the Europa League, man. Mm-hmm. So he deserves the mention, man. And he he he, he had that stardom at Benfica, yeah. but now at Celtic they're giving him the platform and the team and the game time that he needs yes. so he's got that confidence he's got that skill set and jota man i i really think he's going to the very very top man yeah and he's to also taken
1: top. he's also taken on uh, a, a sense of leadership there yeah. right like the consistency that he has to deliver when he's in the 11 um on a really rainy, cold-y, cold night in um, <laughs> Kilmarnock or whatever, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's impressive to see that. And, and they have a young strike force there that's actually really interesting, right? The Furahashi mm-hmm. uh, up top, mm-hmm. you've got Laya Labada, who's the Israeli winger. Um, and then you have David, David Turnbull pulling the strings. Um, Celtic is, is, is trying to make themselves, uh, I don't know if they'll ever get back to winning 10 in a row. Uh, with mm. Rangers back, but um, it's it's really, really cool what they're doing. And Jota's a, like just killing it right now. So, yeah. uh, but let's stay on the vein of 18 year olds for a second, mm. because I got go to go to, go to my favorite place, right. To Denmark.
0: And I got to <laughs> highlight
1: FC Copenhagen because they started, uh, maybe they didn't start, but they had an impact from three 18 year olds. I can't say they're all Danish. So we'll, we'll broaden it and we'll say they're all Scandinavian, but they okay. all had an impact in, in Copenhagen's 4-0 win. Um, you had Isaac Bergman Johansson, who we are big fans of. We've talked about, right? We thought his move to Copenhagen was a nice step up. Um, he had, I believe, a goal and two assists. You have another 18-year-old, William Boving, who's getting a lot of attention in Denmark, is going to be another one to watch. And then someone who I don't know much about, so I'd like people to tell me, but Rasmus Holland. Um, that's... They're all 18 years old, playing in the, what was that, the Europa League or the Conference League? Probably the Conference League. Um, But just cool to see. 18-year-olds, trio, uh, more Scandinavian talents, ones that will get plucked by the Bundesliga, Serie A, and they'll move on, and and they'll likely make a good career for themselves. But Isaac bergman Johansson is one that we really like, so...
0: Well, that's it's fantastic for the for the for the national team, the Danish national team. I, I gotta mention here with the nas- uh, with the with the co- international competitions too. That Lewandowski goal, man. Yeah. The Lewandowski goal is a pushkish close mention for yeah. sure. A bicycle kick, okay. Done with that efficiency yeah. in the cold day, man. That was a cold day, and he was there being a cold finisher, Lewandowski. Which so, one do you like what... better, the Lewandowski, or do you like the um? The oh uh, no, no, Tiago, no, no. don't oh, oh, do you mean I thought you were gonna go with the Ronald, man? The bench oh, no, 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 no. or the no, no, no. Lewandowski
1: <laughs> or the through the traffic riser screamer from Tiago?
0: I'll go Lewandowski, man. Okay. I, I, I just like, sucker. but You're a sucker for Goubadia. a bicycle kick, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and and it was the overall like it's the answer for okay, Messi wins the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. But let me, just, let me just put some sprinkles and say, I should get more votes, man. And I'm Lewandowski. <laughs> so that was, that was nice to see. And I have to mention Man United too in the international competitions. Sure. This is two stats of two Portuguese men and Man United, I got to mention. it's Bruno Fernandes has assisted in every single game in the Champions League for Man United yeah. and Christian Ronaldo has scored in every single game in the Champions League for Man United. These two clutch and love to see it, man. Bruno Fernandes, yeah. Christian Ronald. Yeah. Well, I mean, it,
1: it was, yeah. Uh, and Sancho got his first goal, right? His, um, exactly. That, that, that was good to see. But um, I, I think we, we can't move on until we actually talk about this story. You hmm. saw the, the junior uh, Messius. I love how his name yes. is. Yes,
0: Atletico yeah. upset. I mean, AC I mean, a- a- Milan. What?
1: I- yeah, and are you ready for this? This was his Champions League debut. He's barely played for AC Milan this season. He's been loaned out, whatever, um, and injured a little bit. But he, he at one time was going to give up on football. Mm. Okay, uh, he was actually like a refrigerator salesman or some salesman. Okay, or a delivery man. Not even a salesman. I think a delivery man. Nothing against delivery men out there, but I'm just saying. He's now playing Champions League football, which is kind of cool. Um, he, he, with 25 minutes of time, he's the one that scores the goal against Atletico, right? And he completes his climb to the top. And I wouldn't quite call it a Jamie vardy s climb to the top of football. But this guy started at Serie D, went to Serie mm-hmm. C, went to Serie B, went to Serie A, and right back on a bunch of different loans. And then now he just scored his first Champions League goal at the age of 30. After like eight years ago, he wanted to give up at all times. So, just, you know, the story here is: don't give up on your dreams, right?
0: Hey, there hey. you go, Monsieur. That's that's a name not to give up, man. So, it's what great. a story, man! What a story. I love to see it. Yeah. So, if there's anything that we missed out in the Champions League front, like put down in the comment section below and yeah. tell us what you think and what's happening. Well, what we did, we what did we miss? And I got so, well, last.
1: To- one thing, sorry, I gotta, one thing I got to ask you. Who do you think is the top-rated, via SOFA score, top-rated player in the Europa League this year? And, and I'm going to give you a hint. Manchester United. He doesn't play for them, but Manchester United is the hint.
0: Well, uh, Europa League.
1: Yeah, it surprised the hell out of me.
0: Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm not, not going to okay. guess with me.
1: Is a Real Sociedad. Obviously, they've had a good start to the year. Real Sociedad player. Oh, what? Yanazai. Yeah. Adnan, what? Adnan Yep. He's most dribbles won in the whole tournament. Okay. And he's featured a little bit for them in La Liga. I think like seven games, seven starts. Um, but he's been pretty much in their starting 11 the whole time right. in the Europa League. Um, oh. And yeah, he's, he's taken his chance. But he's only 26, 25, something like that. Uh, it was just cool to see that name, uh, you know, getting, Dan- getting smacked over the head with Danny Drinkwater scoring for Reading <laughs> and then seeing Adnan Yanezai, um doing really, really well in the Europa League is uh, man, really cool. You said
0: he has to see Sociedad, Man United straight away, Ping. Yeah, we
1: should actually <laughs> but play was, that game. That's a fun game.
0: Yeah, but I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't connecting the dots, but yeah, if there's anything that we, we missed out, put down in the comment section below guys. So mm-hmm. last topic. It's a, uh, it's an interesting one. I think a kind of new one, right? Like it's your idea, Bretson. So yeah. can, you, can you explain to us?
1: Okay. I mean, we're, we're going to try this. I, um, it, it'll be, it'll be fun, right? Basically what I'm going to do right now and you'll reciprocate next week, but we're going to just call this quick fires. And really all mm-hmm. I'm going to do is just ask you like 10 different things and you're going to give me a quick fire answer and we're just going to see if you make uh, any funny answers or whatnot um, let's go with it all right you ready okay liga bwin champion
0: who i think is going to win liga bwin yep uh i think sporting i think okay. sporting because of Ruben all right all
1: right like well, that was an easy one that was a layup okay 2010 spain or 2018 france ah
0: 2010 spain i'm yeah. saying that no doubt man the brilliance in that team the chemistry but i respect the 2018 france team too a bunch of talents there but yeah. i don't see i see i give the edge to the to I, I'd,
1: I'd have to agree with you on that one but if i change that to 1998 france ah sedan <laughs> Boldness with the bold. It's tougher, <laughs> right? It's a little tougher. Um, yeah, all right, but you. I agree. agree Twenty ten Spain was so. Even though that that final was the just a terrible, terrible final. Oh, Gosh.
0: But um, Iniesta, Iniesta,
1: yeah. boldness yeah. with the bold. Yeah.
0: You said that
1: Iniesta. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> too much, too much to process. All right, you can play in one stadium before you die. Where are you playing?
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Which
0: one? With between who? Between who? Oh, uh, there is me. not
1: you, anywhere, anywhere. Where are you playing?
0: New- oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought it was uh, a- Santiago Bernabéu. Uh, uh. If there was one stadium, uh, I'd say iconic wise, Anfield, man, because Anfield. Anfield is such a big threat in the Champions League. So yeah, Anfield.
1: <laughs> Did you just give a little bit of a, uh, an idea? I don't know.
0: A... I don't know. Okay, all right. All
1: right. <laughs> let's all right. see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, I brought up Tiago's Golasso before. Okay. Tiago's mm-hmm. Golasso midweek mm. or Manisha's 2004 Euro screamer <laughs> versus the Dutch. Ah Manish
0: on that one. that
1: one. I I remember seeing that game. I think I was in a bar. I forget, but that that Manish game or that Manish goal was unreal.
0: Oh, Manish uh, oh love that guy.
1: All right. Uh who stands in your goal for a Champions League final penalty shootout? Jan Oblak or Donaruma?
0: Donnarumma. E, Donnarumma. Donnarumma and penalties, man. He's, he looks like he's built different for those occasions. Okay. But that's a tough question. That is a tough that's question. That's a tough question. Oh, but I go Donnarumma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. All right.
1: Uh, Ajax's academy, Barca's academy, or Chelsea's academy, you have to pick one.
0: Oh, are you, are you sending your child to? Man, first of all, if anyone's saying the, for me to discard Chelsea, come on, you're living in London, okay? And come on, it's, it's an amazing academy right now with the youth league, yeah. So ah oh, like let's see. I would go with between Ajax, Barcelona and Chelsea, I would go with Ajax because I just feel like Ajax you 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 have a a faster chance to play first team football than those other two, than Barcelona mm-hmm. and Chelsea. Yeah. So I pick Ajax. And I, but historic wise, Ajax is like come on brilliance, I mean, Johan Cruyff. Yeah. The, the DNA of Barcelona Comes from Ajax. So, yeah, uh, I'd say Ajax. I
1: I thought you were going to get there with that in terms of the Mm -hmm. DNA of, yeah. um, But yeah, all fundamentals all the time. I love it. Um, I would pick Ajax as well. All right, this one's tough. Here we go. Prime Thierry Henry or Prime Ronaldo Nazario? Not Ronaldo, not Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo Oh, easy.
0: Prime Prime Ronaldo Nazario. Easy for me. R9, Prime R9. Thierry Henry, okay. With all due respect, he was a menace too, but a prime R nine. my, yeah. That when Ronaldo went bold with that haircut. Okay,
1: <laughs> I like, am ah, wow.
0: Ronaldo's numb went bold
1: for sure with the. I don't know, but that was a proper menace. So I go Ronaldo. Yeah, that was probably peak. That was probably peak Ronaldo there. Hey, I, <laughs> yeah, because uh, I don't think he's been as uh, cool since. No, just kidding. Um. <laughs> all right, th- th- I got two more for you here. Okay. Um, uh, we're, oh i lost my oh here we go i know your answer but i just want you to I, I want you to rationalize this who will win a world cup first the united states of america or portugal <laughs> <laughs> Branson, come on man you got not be asking me this
0: i i don't want to i don't want to be i don't want to be rude i don't want to be
1: rude man.
0: but come on portugal
1: no we shouldn't doubt. just have a knockdown yeah no uh, but but you have to think about it. You have to think about it this way, right? Portugal, you know, the the U.S. is at the beginning stages of hopefully building a, a whole raft of talent, like hopefully eight Gio Reinas eight Christian Pulisic uh, so, all the time, but we'll see. We'll see if it actually happens. We'll see if it actually 10 million happens.
0: people in Portugal cook up, man. I'm telling you the football culture here in Portugal. It's insane, man. That's I, why I agree we'll always and we're
1: it. building our culture. Yeah. There is no culture. It started from scratch and it's, you're absolutely right. You have a hundred year head start on us, but, but <laughs> which one, we, we have to remember how much of a flash in the pan type of situation it is to win the world's cup. Especially mm. as a country like Portugal, right? Portugal's made the mm-hmm. semis. Semis? Semis.
0: Come on. And we don't have to, too much of a good record in the World Cups without yeah. Ronaldo. That's a fact, okay? So you need so... to
1: develop somebody like another Ronaldo or...
0: No, mm. just... just we, We're we good enough right now. Without Ronaldo, we beat a Spain, man. I'm telling you. I'm confident enough to say that with the right coach. All right, you're going to put friend.
1: money on them when they uh, get through this qualification and they get to the World Cup? You're going to put money on them to win? <sighs> Uh, oh yeah! If 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 look, we're going to Qatar. If
0: <laughs> we, we, have, we gotta go to Qatar, man. So let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see let's uh, what let's see how FC Wonderkid is at that time. So true, let's see yeah. what happens. <laughs> true. Well, we'll we'll be
1: around for this. But uh, yeah, all right, my my sure. get hold on. I just need to confirm your answer is Portugal. Mm. This case, just, yeah, yeah my I, know, <laughs> I know your answer. All right, last one: Prime Aryan Robin or Prime Eden Hazard.
0: Said Prime Aryan Robin, and I knew straight away whoever goes against that player, <laughs> it's gonna be tough. But I'm gonna say, ah, uh, Prime Robin, and I'll explain why because he's got a signature move. Man, mm-hmm. something that you go to the left, you know, he's gonna go to the left, and Robin, nobody could stop that guy. Nope. I do understand an Eden Hazard at in the Premier League, yeah. he's, he's got to be mentioned as a top five Premier League player ever. Yeah okay eden hazard but Robin, prime Robin at bayern next to ribery dot duo man that's my childhood so yeah i'm i'll yeah. go Robin. all
1: right and and that was that was my childhood previous to him <laughs> even at bayern okay i mean I, I still remember when he was signed at chelsea um and i i, I don't know Arian robin has been or, or still remains probably one of my favorite players to watch over the years well,
0: um, well when i was a kid and i used to watch that chelsea team it's gonna be funny this i used to only like admire damien duff
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i understand I like, that though i understand like, that I, I,
0: yeah. I was like, me. Really, I really would really admire Damien Duff for like yeah. Robin being there and all that. Like it's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's uh That's. I it. had a
1: couple. I had a couple FM stages where uh where Damien <laughs> Duff was an absolute beast for me. So.
0: And Joe Cole too. Like I really yeah. like Joe Cole too. Like yeah. he was a overlooked player. A lot now. A lot of not a lot of people talk about him, but he yeah, was, he had his times. He played he in, in the time. states
1: for a little while, and I believe he's actually coaching in the states. mm. Yeah. Mm. He he played at the Tampa Bay Rowdies uh, near the end of his career, which isn't even MLS, Major League Soccer, but uh, he he liked it so much. I think he stays in coaches. I could be wrong, but um, all right. Well, so was this like, I figured a little something (laughs) different than start bench sell, you know, i'm sure we can come up with even better ones but I, I did this on the fly and i thought hey this would be fun because everybody likes to hear you react to this crap you know
0: <laughs> like um, I, I i honestly like doing it man quick fires guys if you want more of the quick fires put down below in the comment section and yeah show us the love saying we want more quick fires but we want more quick fires and we'll yeah. add it up at yeah. the end and we'll switch it up okay i want to do the questions so i want to do the questions in the ask podcast so yeah, yeah, yeah. let's let's see what happens and yeah so fc wonder Kid, episode 32 right in the books eight months done man Oof. a year is gonna come okay soon 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 guys i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast man put down below in the comment section what we missed and it's so important guys like the video on youtube like the video, man. Just know, just say to the algorithm, we like <laughs> FC Wonder Kid. So, another another lo- uh, episode in the wraps. I hope you guys enjoy it. And yeah, peace so out, long. guys. See ya.